Hello, I'm Paul Petrunia, and this is Archonnect Sessions, Next Up, Exhibit Columbus. In this third episode of our six-part series of conversations with the curators of Exhibit Columbus and the recipients of the Miller Prize, we're speaking with Belinda Tato and Jose Luis Vallejo of Ecosistema Urbano. Ecosistema Urbano is a design and consulting company operating within the fields of urbanism, architecture, engineering, and sociology, with offices in Madrid, Spain, and Miami. Their work often addresses climate head-on, while incorporating strategies of working with microclimates to educate communities through public space. This focus was applied to Cloudroom, their contribution to this year's Exhibit Columbus. Cloudroom consists of an inflatable cloud floating over a wooden structure, acting as a space for education, play, and interaction for middle school students in Columbus. We begin our conversation looking back at where this type of research started for Ecosistema Urbano. Belinda and Jose, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. Yes, thank you. So your work with Ecosistema Urbano has, um, in recent years, heavily addressed climate through exploration of microclimates, public space, community education. Can you tell me a little bit about where that investigation began? Yes, we started with a project um, in in the outer skirts of Madrid, and it all started with this idea of how to incorporate a climatic comfort as a layer to enhance the use of the public space. And Madrid is very, very hot and dry during the summer nights, so it's very uncomfortable to be outside. But at the same time, people really need to get out of their apartments to to really kind of have you know the opportunity to to breathe a little bit. So it, it, it all started there. Yeah. Yes, I would add to that. Uh, it was also like an exploration around, let's say, uh, the the boundaries of materiality in architecture. So we thought that doing architecture was also working with the climate, not only working with the materials that you can physically touch. So it's maybe even more important than many of the materials that are more conventionally attached to architecture. Yeah, I mean, and there's never been a a time more important than now to to really address climate. So since you began working in this area with your project in Madrid, can you talk a little bit about how this work has evolved since then? Yeah, we've been kind of uh, trying to apply this approach to many different um, contexts and environments. So we were also working in a project in the city of Shanghai, where the climate is completely the opposite from Madrid. It's very, very humid, also very, very hot. But still, it is interesting because even if these kind of conditions, people's use of the public space and, you know, uh, the kind of the, the, the comfort areas, still is not considered as a kind of a design issue, right? Like, you know, we, we architects haven't addressed this kind of seriously. And also we are currently, I mean, we've been doing, again, this is kind of um, something that we've been applying to different projects around the world. We're currently engaged into a research project also for Asia because uh, scientists, they already know that the, the extreme heat is going to be kind of hitting very hard in this part of the world. And it's going to be um, mostly affecting the, the peoples of the, the life of the most vulnerable people. So this idea of how can we address climate change and climatic comfort at the different scales. So at city scale, neighborhood scale, building scale, and how this is affecting people's health and people's lives. So we've been working around this topic in many different ways uh, over the last 20 years. Well, congratulations on being named one of the recipients of the Miller Prize this year. I'm curious to hear what your first thoughts were when when you heard that news and, you know, what some thoughts about Exhibit Columbus and, and what, what that initiative is undertaking. 
Well, we, we feel honored and happy and it was, it was a great surprise. It was a great news for us. And we, we feel honored also and basically because we know the legacy of architecture and, and the, you know, how the city of Columbus is, is a kind of a remarkable place regarding architecture and innovation. And so we, yeah, we, again, we feel delighted to find out this piece of news and we're very happy and looking forward also to see what the other teams are producing and what has been produced uh, over the past few years and also looking forward into the future, how we can contribute to the debate around public space and how important our role as designers is to produce the, the good conditions for people to live in a city. Yes, and also, uh, no, it's allowing us to work with the kids in Columbus, which is, uh, now we had, a, I mean, we have had like some meetings with them and we have worked with, uh, with an amazing group of kids that we, they share their ideas with us. So it's been uh, like a great experience for us also just to, to be able to work with uh, no, this part of the population in Columbus. So where did the, your, your project is, is called Cloud Room. Where did the, that project start? What was the starting point for your research into Cloud Room? The starting point was that we were given the site. So we had to make an intervention in front of the middle school. And that was a very interesting kind of moment also because, because of the pandemic and this kind of very, you know, let's say interesting year we've been through, school was not fully operating like physically, like, you know, there was hybrid or, or online classes. So we realized of how important the, you know, the role of this public space was for the kids. So we were doing this survey among the schools, uh, the school children, and they reacted very positively about the use of this public space and the topics that they were missing the most from not going uh, to school physically. So it was mostly about meeting the others, hanging out with friends sharing with friends, eating with friends, exercising with friends. So we realized that it was a beautiful opportunity for us to experiment or to explore this installation as a way of, of providing the conditions for kids to come back to this space, right? So at that time, we didn't know how feasible would be to have the school open or not because of the vaccines. I mean, there was a lot of uncertainty, but we were sure that we could design something because it's in, in the open air to make these kids to reconnect both during a school time, but also beyond the school time. So we felt very inspired, actually, like because of the restrictions that we've been living through. So we thought it was a beautiful opportunity. Can you talk about the form of Cloud Room and the concept and how that concept was conceived? Yeah. So as it is an, a temporary installation and the idea was to create this kind of open air classroom, open air space that could be used both as a classroom, but also beyond, again, as I was saying before, beyond the school schedule as a place for, for the whole community to gather, even in the weekends. So the idea was to create this kind of cover. So it was very clear from the professors, the teachers from the school, that they needed to get shade to be able to have these kind of classes outside, right? So so we started with this kind of departure point, like we need to create shade, we need to create sitting, and, and we need to create flexibility. So yeah, we came up with this idea of um, installing a, in, an inflatable structure that can cover a large space with minimum use of material. And then we realized that, you know, even if it is inflatable, we need some structure to support it and to, you know, to hold it. So we're working with a, a wooden structure. So we hope to, to minimize the use of material, but also to be able to recycle as much as possible. Yes. And on the other side, it was important for us to be, uh, no, since this is like an outdoor classroom, like an outdoor ed uh, educational space, it was very important, the connection with the city. No, So uh, in a way in which the 
city can be part of the learning space. So it was very important. No? Also, the central kind of a, a spatial form in which the kids is, is like a meeting point, but at the same time, it has more or less the geometry of uh, of a space which is maximizing the control of the of the climate and the and the climatic conditions there. But at the same time, you are completely surrounded by the landscape of the city. Can you talk a little bit about how the microclimate is created in Cloudroom? Yeah, again, we're creating this kind of bubble or cloud on top of the lawn. So that is creating a shade. This kind of uh, element has also uh, got a hole. So we expect that the hot air will move through that hole going up because that's the tendency of the hot air. And we're also trying to incorporate some natural elements and plants around it. And that's the idea. So, you know, just already being under a shaded structure, it's, it's already kind of creating the conditions to be comfortably outside. Yes. Also, there is like an experimental line of work right now with a project in which we are trying to work with the air inside the balloon and the inflatable kind of shape on top of the space. So in that way, we are trying to work to purify that air and to be able to control how it's delivered below, in the space below, so the, the kids can breathe also this kind of purified air. So this is a kind of uh, experimental line we are kind of trying to incorporate right now in the project. Do you consider Cloud Room to be specifically designed for Columbus or the uh, the site at the Columbus Central Middle School, or is this a design that could be incorporated in other similar climates? I would say that, you know, it's been designed for Columbus. It's been designed for the middle school in Columbus. So, you know, it's like Central Middle School. So, it, you know, it's, it's site-specific and time-specific mm -hmm. because, again, this all started within this kind of pandemic time in which um, the use of the school is limited anyway. So we thought that creating this opener space could kind of uh, yeah enhance or multiply the possibilities of the use and the possibilities of kids coming to the school, right? Uh, to hold some certain activities outside. So it all started there. But at the same time, we also believe that the structure can be disassemblage and hopefully installed somewhere else before getting back into the you know recycled material cycle. Because we really believe that it's, it's, it's also a pity to just have the installation for for a three month period, and it would be we would be delighted to explore some other possibilities of installing it somewhere else. But it really kind of you know the departure point is um, Columbus Central Middle School and 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 August twenty twenty one. And how long is is the uh, initial installation intended to stay up for? Uh, it stays until the end of November. So with this specific project, did you? take into consideration kind of creating a, a warmer space during colder times of the year? We've paid more attention to the warm weather because that was one of the main concerns from the teachers to really guarantee that there will be a shade space to be able to hold a class outdoors. We also anticipate that if it gets very, very cold, you know, they wouldn't be outside anyway, or they will be outside only for, let's say, physical education or some kind of other active uh, activity so that they don't have to be kind of, um, you know, quiet or, or static. So one final question, and it's regarding Columbus and the Midwest. What are your thoughts, you know, coming from a Latin American perspective with an office based out of Madrid and Miami and, and that you spend, you know, you're currently in Boston. What are your thoughts about Midwest vernacular, the the kind of the history of, of architecture, since so much of the conversation in this country revolves around the larger metropolitan areas on the east and west coast? 
I mean, we don't know Columbus yet. We had planned to go there back in November, but it wasn't possible also because of the travel restrictions and all the current situation. But we're very, you know, we're very, very much looking forward to go this summer. And I anticipate that, you know, the presence of nature is amazing. I would say that uh, probably there is uh, this kind of blended experience between being in the in a city, being urban or living kind of urban but at the same time being surrounded by, by a huge amount of nature, which makes the air cleaner and, and some other kind of, uh, you know, qualities that, that being around nature bring. Also, according to our kind of European experience, we're, you know, we come from a very urban environment and with from very dense environments. Our city, Madrid, is very dense. So, of course, we also see the potential of kind of enhancing the public space and the public space possibilities, which is connected to the to the density of the city. So we can not do much about that, but we think there is a you know there is potential for enhancing public space, public space programming also in these kind of not that large cities, and also this idea of connecting better and more with the natural environment. I think that is fascinating. Yes, and also on the other side, there is like the social aspect and social part of it, in which and this is uh, I mean uh, we are coming. From from uh, no, from Europe, uh, this is a no like Columbus, which is a dif different environment. But on, on the other side, there is always there like, the human condition of uh, no the need of social spaces, the need of uh, being outdoors, and also to to uh, no, to to create uh, and to qualify the public space as a as a place for social encounter. Also, which is always uh, no in our mind when we are working in a project in a in a public space. For an urban area. Well, the project looks beautiful. I hope to see Cloud Room in Columbus when I make it out there for the opening. Thanks so much for, for taking the time to talk to us about the project and your work. Okay. Thank you so much, Paul, for the possibility and the, you know, the opportunity to talk. And uh, yeah, we look forward to meeting you in person too. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I hope, I hope our paths cross. But thanks again. And uh, yeah, best of luck with the completion of this project. Okay. Thank, thank you, you. Paul. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Ecosistema Urbano. If you haven't yet, make sure to check out our previous episodes featuring the co-curators of this year's Exhibit Columbus and the Minnesota-based practice Dream the Combine. Stay tuned each week for new installments featuring more conversations with the Miller Prize recipients, including Future Firm, Holocon JFS, and Sam Jacobs Studio. To learn more about Exhibit Columbus and the upcoming 2021 exhibition, go to exhibitcolumbus.org. If you have any questions or feedback you'd like to share with us, you can leave a comment on Arconnect or send an email to connect at arconnect.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with another episode.